Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Matt, how are you, brother? Very good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. What's happening over there? You on tour? Uh, no, I'm back home. We just finished up the metal tour of the year. It was an incredible tour. Good to finally be back on the, on, on the road after the last 18, 19 months. And now I'm just home watching after my twin three-year-olds right now as I chat to you. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes, I know all about that, man. It's, uh, it, it's, it's pretty hectic. Especially. Wild ride. Yes. <laughs> but that's awesome. Oh, man, yep. it is. Yeah, yeah, I've got kids. <laughs> oh, you know, how, how old are your kids? Well, I've, I'm a grandpa, believe it or not. So really? I'm, I, I've got a my eldest, yeah. So my eldest is 21, and she's yeah. got a, a little girl. And uh, then I've got a massive jump, and I've got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. That's so amazing. it's crazy. That's yeah. Three. Dang. Well, luckily, the, the first one can help you out. <laughs> she's pretty damn helpful. Well, she's yeah, got a hands full, awesome. but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. You know what it's like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, I mean, uh, Trivium have just released uh, your latest album in the court of the Dragon, and man, it's such a great record. It's your second in a year, which usually would be crazy with touring and everything going on, but it seems like you guys took advantage of quarantine to really focus and get creative to produce this monster. How is it coming straight off uh, what the Dead Man say straight into this? I agree. We're, we're a band that never likes to stop, never likes to rest. So I feel like with touring just being moved, we replaced the effort we would have put into touring into what we needed to do, and that's Trivium. Um, after what the Dead Men say, you know, what, what, what the Dead Men say, when the release came up, our label said, hey, we shouldn't release this, we should postpone it, the world is to shut down, you're not going to sell any records. And we said, we don't care. We said, we don't care about record sales. What we want to do is make sure we give people enjoyment and give people a record and give people that escape from something. And we also said, we don't know how long this thing's going to go, so let's just get this thing out got the record out and we knew that we would keep moving. So we took everything we had in the bank, everything we had saved up for a rainy day in case the world shut down. And we invested that into a live show, a lighter just in there. Did that show. Show thankfully went well. It was an incredible risk. But thankfully it went well and our circuit supporters, you know, turned up in droves. We took their cash from that mm. bought an airplane hangar, started turning this, turning that into our Trivium headquarters. All of us from the band all moved down to Orlando. Alex moved from California, Paula moved from Illinois. And we just want to be close to each other so we can all rehearse and keep being together and work from this headquarters. Um, naturally, riffs started popping up between some of us. Uh, I remember one day I was on the stream, I started playing. It was actually the first riff to fall into your hands. And I was like, that's a cool riff. I, I recorded that, sent it to my band guys. When I did, they all started kind of saying the same thing. Like, you know, we've had a couple of riffs show up too. We started saying like, hey, let's, let's see what these turn into. And it was a matter of capturing lightning in a bottle and starting to piece these things together. And that's a big thing with Trivium. There's a couple of components. 
we are all religious practitioners of our instruments. I mean, my stream, you know, people know I'm a mm. Twitch streamer. They know, like, hey, Matt, you stream a lot. But 75 to 90% of the time, I'm rehearsing Trivium stuff. I'm working at my craft of staying in shape for Trivium. And my guys, I don't know what their schedule is of it, but I know that they're the same. They practice nonstop. So we're always at peak form year-round. When we like to step in the room together, we like to be peak form as a band. We like to rehearse probably a little bit more than I think some other bands find fun, but we like to do that. So we are methodically, mechanically precise. So when it's time to write, we'll start with some ideas. But the whole thing is about in organic improvisation. Start Have a couple riffs, have a skeleton, and just allow the music to be created there on the spot with just the four of us, with no one else, with no outside influence, and truly playing, singing, screaming, getting the, these, these new songs that are being created thin air together as a band. And for us, it's about making the kind of music we want to hear and not thinking, are people going to like this or people are going to dislike this? And while that sounds selfish, I feel that really distills you down to the true band that you are or the true band that you were when you put this thing together, making the kind of music that you want to hear and that you want to play that makes you feel good. And these last two records have been exactly that. Four of us in a room, four of us making what makes us feel good and not thinking about borders, constrictions, rules, not thinking, is this too far, is this too little? It's just allowing that organic improvisation. Man, it's incredible. I mean, I think this record has uh, some of the best tracks you've ever written. Like, Thank man, so much, no, man. Way, uh, no Way Back just through is incredible. Uh, fall into your hands, especially you know with the the drums on that and the, the yeah. it's, a, it's a weird sort of off cut time guitar bit. Was that written live or you guys together? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, especially the drum stuff. I remember that was the one. That was one of the first songs that I come up with on stream. That I came with a couple of the riffs, and we just went in the band room. I, I showed them the riffs that I had, and we started making the stuff together. And it was Paulo that said to Alex, he's like, you know, Alex, write something. It doesn't sound anything like Full Heart or a Gunshot, but the idea of that Trivium song, that when it starts with the drum beat, yeah. the fans will all know. And that's like the first thing he came up with. He came up with that like on the spot. Um, so that shows that when, you, when you're a band and you stay that on top of your form, and it's not a matter of learning to be able to play this hard part, this intricate part, you can just let things happen. Remember that middle section, the uh, middle section of the song was the same thing. I remember we had hit that chorus, and went, all right, we should go on a bridge here. And I can't remember even which guy said, Okay, let's totally shift the song here. We sat for a couple minutes, he was just yeah, playing yeah, separately, yeah. and then I came up with that little riff that then just on the spot. Um, what's nuts is there are things like the chorus and then the chord of the dragon. I had started that song, came up with the riffs, brought it in. The very first words, I'd never prepped prepped a chorus. The first words I ever sang improvisationally to that chorus when we were playing as a band were the final words that I ended up at. And the same thing happened for oh, no uh the same thing happened for Feast of Fire. The second verse was the very first thing. As soon as we struck that D chord, I sang those words, sunlight falters, the whole thing. The whole second verse was just written on the spot. So I love when that happens. I don't know why that is or how it is, um, but to, to what you said as well, which I really appreciate, like people are saying this record is so strong and it's so bizarre that on record 10, and it's so cool that on record 10, <laughs> you've got people saying that this is some of the best material, if not the best Trivium record. That's not something you hear from bands. Usually people are like, oh yeah, their old stuff's the best. Yeah. But now we've got a record that I feel like has the DNA of records one through nine on it. But then it's its, its own new thing. And, and there's that track, uh, what is it, The Phalanx? Yeah. That that goes way back to, to uh, the Shogun era. And you've just beefed it up and brought it out of the vault. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, so we wrote that on Shogun. And we could not figure out how to make the middle section happen. Actually, the original middle section we wrote for that song 
ended up becoming the middle section of Torn Between Phil and Charybdis, I think. So we couldn't figure it out. And we loved that that song was three acts, as Pablo calls it. And it's that whole first section. There was a, yeah, a yeah. something that was meant to be technical and then that really weird, creepy, simple thing at the end. But we could not figure out how to finish it back then. So it was Pablo's idea. He said, hey, we should bring the Phalanx back. I was like, hell yeah, let's bring that song back. And we jammed it out in the room. Didn't have a full line. I don't think we came in with a prepared idea for that middle section the day we decided to work on that. And Corey just came up with that bit of it on the spot. Um, I came with the next riff on the spot. Paulo came with the next riff on the spot. So it just all pours out. And I, I think when you're in a band that is that cohesive and you all, as Corey says, speak the same musical language, things should be that effortless and they should be that fun. You know, I, I, I see other bands, little blurbs or excerpts from their, from their tracks and talking about like how difficult writing is or how it's all just one guy who writes everything or they use other writers. And like, those mm. are things that just aren't us. Like our thing is look, everyone that's in this band should be in this band. They're together making this song happen. And that's why this record sounds the way it does because it's, it's just us and it's, it's amazing. So we get the song fully prepared Absolutely. with the four of us first. And then we work with Josh when it's ready, when I can actually play and sing and scream and do this thing, you know? And, uh, you know, another thing is you mentioned before about airplane hanger. Look, not many bands uh, get to say that they've got an airplane hanger for their HQ. I mean, we've got our own space on top of Mate's Factory, and we have a little bar fridge, which is super important. But uh, you could fit many, many bar fridges in there. Um, how is it putting that together and, and mapping that out? That That's a pretty big project. But I'm sure that uh, it's it's got multi-purposes than just yep, jamming. Thank you so much. Yeah, so when Lighter Distant Mirror went well, I was looking around. I was like, man, I hate where we rehearse. Uh, we, were, we rented out of this crappy music studio that was just not inspiring. It felt bad to be at. And I started looking around residential and commercial things to buy for the band. We're like, all right, we've, we've been saving up. We're, we're very, very, very frugal, very safe with our money. We don't. We've only taken one raise ever since becoming cash positive. It was merely as a health insurance stipend because we have terrible health insurance in America and we have to pay for our own terrible mm. health insurance. So we've always been very safe with it. And we said, we need to invest, invest the future. Let's make something that can be ours. I looked at places. I remember finding this, this converted airplane hangar. There's an Airbnb, but it's a little bit out of our range. And I was mentioning that story to my mother-in-law. I was like, yeah, it's so cool, but it's so expensive. She's like, oh, Ashley's cousin's selling one of those. And I was like, wait, seriously? <laughs> so we talked to Ashley's cousin, who coincidentally also his contract in fast construction business is right next to the hangar he was selling. So we bought it from him, had him do all the work on it. It's amazing. When you walk in, it's a giant open floor plan where we did the Feast of Fire video so people know what a fat looks like now. We do videos, photos, whatever from there. Walk through the double doors downstairs. It's our entire storage of all of our gear, everything we own down there. There's kitchen, washer, dryer, stove full-on living, there's a, there's a room, like a bedroom there, a shower, all to the right, go up the stairs to the left, uh, that's our giant jam room, that's where we just did our, our Twitch Rocktober charity, if people want to watch and see what that looks yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. our open, yeah, that's, that's where we jam, that's where we will write, that's where we'll do like the casual free streams that look the way they look, sound the way they look, through those doors, there's a studio that we're eventually going to have Josh Wilbur stuck out, another bathroom. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a place I want to be. I love to be there. We feel creative to be there. Uh, it's something that we all own as a band, which is awesome. And now the fact that the four of us all live within 10 minutes of each other is is crazy too. I mean, when the world was shut, we're like, we need to move. We need to all be near each other because we don't know how long this is going to go. And let's just keep being able to be creative and keep being able to 
we around each other and thankfully we're a band that really gets along as well. I love that other bands will always remark like, man, every time I look at catering, you guys hanging out together. And that's something you don't see too much. There aren't that many bands that get along super well. I think that's the testament, uh, a testament of that is our music. Because we get along so Absolutely. well, the music is the way it is. And that's a super important thing. You're right. No, I mean, not a lot of bands hang like that. And that's what it should be about. I mean, getting together and jamming, but it's also that that friendship, which, and, and it, as you as you mentioned, it's it's definitely evident in, in the music because you guys are such a, a tight unit. But uh, also, I mean, we saw you, when was the last time we saw you? It was uh, Good Things Festival, 2019. Yeah, man. I saw you in Brisbane. Great shows, but man, I... I love Australia so much that it sucks to get in, play a city, go to the airport, get in, play a city, go to the airport. That's, that's not fun. Like Australia, my first time I was there was a big day out. We got in, had two days off, play a show, two that. days off, play a show, two days off, side show, two days off. To be able to enjoy it. I mean, Australia, Australia feels familiar to me in that it's all the best parts of Florida and California in one country. And it has some of the best food, some of the best people, some of the best wine. That's everything. So, that was a fun tour, but damn, it was too short to be there. Too short. Yeah, um, you know what? It was a it was a good show though. But you're Thank right. You it much. is it is everything is so far away, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it really is. To, it you really know. Is. <laughs> I love but, it. But uh, hopefully, we'll get to see you guys again soon, though. I mean, I, so. I know I it's so. really hard to say right now. But man. it is. It is like America. Like it was really cool to be able to tour here. It just you know we had to postpone our Canadian dates. Um, Europe is a. It's, Booked, but it's a big question mark because every country's regulation is so different. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the plan is for Australia, but just know that we, we can't wait to get back. It's our favorite. I mean, our favorite restaurant in the world is in Australia. That's Chin Chin in Melbourne. Um, we, we love it there so much. And the play, the record, you know, we decide what different records blow up in different countries for us. The record for Australia was Shogun. And I think that's why people from Australia particularly should and probably will love the sailing so damn much. Because from the record that first ever had that connection. Yeah, Australia. man, it's I, I see it a lot. A lot of people I, I know are posting about the the, the album and, and saying how much they love it. And uh, man, yeah, until then, dude, I would definitely hope to see you guys very soon. Uh, the new album, In the Court of the Dragon, is out right now. Um, take care, brother. And uh, man, stay safe and keep uh, pumping out those epic tracks. Thank you so much for finding. You take care. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 